Life Coach for Dogs with Tim Cornett. All right. Uh, welcome to the Dog Walker's Companion by Life Coach for Dogs. I'm the Life Coach for Dogs. My name's Tim Cornett. This is a podcast for Cleveland dog owners and only Cleveland dog owner, Northeast Ohio. If, if you're listening to this and you're an Arizona or something, log off now. We will not tolerate that. Our first guest in the studio, or the Zoom studio, the Zoom pandemic studio deluxe, uh, is uh, Teresa Doty. Am, am I pronouncing your last name right? Teresa Doty. Teresa Doty. Oh, I, I got the last name right, but I, I missed <laughs> Teresa Doty. All right, Teresa Doty. Uh, tell, us, uh, tell us about yourself. Well, as you said, I'm Teresa Doty, and I am the proud owner of Max and Elena's Paws Play. We're downtown Cleveland's number one doggy daycare, boarding, and grooming facility, um, located right in the heart of the city. So um, we've been open about a year and a half, and our our primary focus is to provide a safe, clean, and reliable facility for all the paws that are in our care. Um, we're a smaller, more intimate facility, which um, which allows us to get to know the paws one-on-one. That's what we call them. We're paws play. We have our paws. Um, and allows us to get to know them one-on-one, get to know their personalities better, get to um, be able to help coach them through some of those, some of those rough patches where, whereas if we didn't have that, the small ratios and the, the, the smaller, more intimate environment, it would maybe be a little more overwhelming, but it makes it way more manageable and allows us to understand them a lot better. Um, That's actually kind of a fantastic point because, uh, daycares can grow very, very large. And they're they're kind of a hodgepodge. You never really know what you're getting with any one daycare. Like, it could be a mix of methods and philosophies, like, not only varying from daycare to daycare, but from, like, shift to shift. (laughs) So... A lot of people don't ask enough questions about it. So I, uh, I I get those clients that are, like, they have questions. I'm like, yes, I'm so enthused to answer them because like it shows their their investment too. You know, a lot of people a lot of people don't even know what questions to ask because it's mm-hmm. like you're a dog professional. You're the yeah. one that's supposed to know. So, like, yeah. here, take my dog. Uh, yeah. What kind of questions do you think people should ask? I think they should ask um, what the ratios are, how they're separated, if at all. I um, think that they should ask. If there's some kind of like structure in the, the program, like what can they what, what can they expect to get from the program? They should ask what um, what they're cleaning with, how often they're cleaning. They should ask um, what kind of safety protocols are in place in the event of an emergency, um, evacuation plans. Just make sure someone's thought about that at least. Um, they should ask, you know, what, what do you do if a, if a, if one of the dogs are acting up? Um, what's the protocol for that? Um, well, you've actually kind of stumbled upon what what is like, for instance, what's your what's your dog ratio? Well, when we say that, we mean ten ten dogs to one handler, which exactly. that's actually that's actually below what the regular recommendations are. That's actually really great. that's that's like the dog equivalent of a small classroom. Yeah, usually, I mean, you'll see like 
like you think you hear these horror stories. This guy was telling me he went to visit one to take his um to take you know to see about taking his dog there, and there were three different play yards running, and one person who was also giving the tour. <laughs> oh, oh no! And he 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 said, "I just didn't really feel comfortable about that." I'm said, "I'm glad you didn't." Obviously, someone did because there's three play yards of dogs. But, <laughs> Um, just, you know, being being observant, like we offer we offer tours, and I can't speak to whether it's a mandatory or a positive or a negative thing that we offer full exposure, full transparency tours. I, for one, would like to know and be able. I would like to be able to see where my dog is going to be. Um, that's just a personal preference of mine, so that's why I built that into Paul's play because. I would, I would, would just want to see it. And we don't have anything to hide. So literally, like, there's a window that's exposed to the sidewalk. If anyone's walking by, you can see our our small dog play yard. And I have no problem with that. You know, like it's 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 right there. And if people come in, they get tours of of everywhere. You can see where they'll be sleeping. You can see where they'll be playing. Um, and depends on the day. Maybe you can see the the grooming salon. If it's if it's active, then probably not, just because we don't want to disturb. But um, I think I think. And then there's some places that just aren't set up that way. They aren't set up to be able to allow tours. Either there aren't, you know, proper safe safeguards to be able to to block off. Where if you walk behind this door, now you're literally with all the dogs. Versus, you know, gates and things like that. You know, people who have the facilities in their homes. So it's not necessarily a bad thing if they don't allow that. Just depending on their setup. But I think that's something that's it. It gives me warm fuzzies. <laughs> you know, there is, and, and I find this, there's an attitude in a lot of dog places. I, I won't cast a, a wide, that wide of a net, but like, I, I know what is best for your dog. So don't bother questioning me. Now you got to keep in mind, these are animal people. So they're, they're kind of weirdos. They're big weirdos. So like, they're like, I don't want the human interaction. Just give me your dog and go away. But like, you're buying a service. Yeah, I've, um, I used to, used to take my dog to a groomer that was that was like that. I think I took her there once, and then I took her there one more time. And I was like, I don't like that. Like it was there was like fine, <laughs> like don't come be beyond this door. I'm like, why? What am I going to see? Like you know, you're you're grooming dogs. Like not that I need to peek or make it a point, but just the fact that the sign was there and it seemed like a little, it like seemed like dark and not really warm. She wasn't really warm. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't I don't like it. She, she didn't even like speak to the dog. So not even that she doesn't like, you know, maybe with human to human interface. She wasn't even like pumping up like her experience with the dog. Like, oh, hi. I like to like get her comfortable or I don't I don't know. But um, I, I can't imagine. I think I think that's the that's not the best angle to take. If you're running a business and you have human clients where you're not just, you know, just as a product that you're like drop shipping or shipping out. And you're interfacing. You have to take time with their their parents. I love talking to my parents. Love it. <laughs> parents, I see what you did. See what I did there. <laughs> the coronavirus, you know, having to change our protocols, and we were, you know, taking them outside to the car. I I miss talking to them. I miss just chit chatting and because like. Um, typically when you're, when you're on your own business, you're there a lot. So I see them more than I see like friends that I really had before or family. So they are my friends now. So I look forward you know, to And with somebody's dog, it's such an intimate business. You get so intertwined in somebody's life. So you, that's, that's yeah. another aspect. Like you don't want to be, <laughs> you know, you, you want somebody who you can go to and like, 
have some and interaction with and honest with and you know that can give you good feedback and i think um i think it's, it's definitely helpful and i definitely miss them for sure yeah you're at you're at ground zero for like weird poop talk you gotta have you gotta be comfortable with somebody be like there's there's something weird going on back there with your dog yeah the, the first time i had to send a picture and i like good thing we all had iphones so i can send it with in, in, invisible ink and i said warning poop pick because <laughs> <laughs> um there was like chunks of like gray stuff in there. I'm like, just so you know, he's like, Oh, that's the pot holder. I thought I got it all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, there's a good, <laughs> uh, what brought, what, uh, what brought you to the decision to open up a, a dog daycare? Let's see. So when I started taking my dog to daycare, it was because I just had really long days at the time. I was working full time. And then uh, two nights a week, I was going to grad school and she was younger then. So like, after those long days, she's like, okay, I've been resting all day. Let's go. And I'm like, it's 930. I've been going since 730 and I'm tired. Um, and it just, it, for her, it didn't register. She's like, well, I've been resting since 7.30. You came home for 40 minutes. You took me out. I ate, you ate, then you left again. So I rested some more. Now let's play. Um, so I just feel really bad for her on on those days. And I started taking her to a daycare. And um, she would go there two days a week, be pooped when I picked her up. I'm like, oh, good. And then she didn't want to play. She was she had her, her field of socialization in that. Um and prior to that, there was kind of like, before I even discovered that doggy daycares were a thing, there were those questions of like, well, we live in Cleveland. It gets a little frigid sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, where are these dogs exercising in the winter? Because we were, we were walking and I'm like, this is stupid. It's cold. <laughs> I don't think she's having fun. I'm not having fun. Where are these dogs going? And so um, that kind of rolled into like, when, then when I like, lo- like just dr- drove past the doggy daycare, I'm like, what is that? Is that a thing? And I went in, took a tour. I was like, okay, we'll try it. So I started sending her. And um, so from there, just like there's a there's a strong business side of me that started to kick in. Um, I've always loved dogs anyways. And then um, just started seeing certain things that were like questionable. And I was like, mm. it's like, well, I think I think I can do this. And I think I can do it a little better too. But we'll just see. And it was kind of like a passing thought, nothing that I was going to get starting, started on the next day. It was something I was definitely going to take my time with or just just talking. You know, everyone talks about something. Right. So after a couple of years, it kept going in and out, kept circling back around and just like it wouldn't it wouldn't leave. So um, decided that that's what we're going to do. Like, well, we're going to open up a doggy daycare and we're going to do our research and we're going to you know get gain all the knowledge that we can. And we're gonna make this thing happen. And um, then it then it got a, a name, pause play, and it became more tangible. Like it became more real, and start taking just necessary steps along the way, and we open. Now, who's let me ask? Who is Max and Elena in Max and Elena's pause play? Oh, Max is my cousin's dog. Um, he actually passed away maybe about six or seven years ago. Now um, he had cancer. And succumbed to that and he got his wings. And then Elena is my dog. She's um right here actually. She just came out. Wanna say hi? Oh, hello, Elena. She's a little silky terrier. This is my little buddy. She's um she's 12 now. 
and it's no longer too much bugging me about playing. Okay, now that's actually uh, kind of goes into a good uh, a good question. If somebody has a senior dog, like mm-hmm. in my mind, the best candidates for doggy daycares are super active puppies and old dogs who just need who just want somebody there, and you don't want to just you don't want to messing up the carpet while you're gone. They just can't hold it anymore. Like those kind of. The, the 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 two ends is who I think. What do you do with with an elder dog if if one comes on? Are they are they mixed in with general general population or are they is there an old dog room? They are. Um, there's so we have two two areas. They're primarily divided by it depends on the the day, but you'll get size. Size takes kind of a safety approach. So we don't have really huge dogs, but if we did we're never mixing them with the really small ones just because they can just step on them on accident. Anything can happen. So, um, so, so size and then temperament too. So you may have like a, a bigger dog that's just like really mild, just doesn't really want to romp with the big dogs who does great with the small dogs. Then we'll let him go over to the, um, small dog side. But the, um, that's another great thing about having that smaller, more intimate facility is like, while you have, these two over here romping, these two are over here rolling around, these two are playing fetch, and then this one, he's he's older, he's chill, he just wants cuddles. You can cuddle him while you're watching your yard. You know? Yeah. It um it the the biggest thing is that we protect everyone's play interests. So no no pushy puppy is allowed to make this senior dog play with it because it wants to or harass him all day because he wants him to play with him. No. And then you correct them they and they end up gravitating to who's more their speed and they they have a ball there's it's not not usually an issue uh that's they do grab they're like people you just find mm-hmm. the people that you want to play with and if they don't want to play with them you're 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 eventually going to lose interest no matter how irritating you are exactly <laughs> <laughs> so like okay well i'll just go find something else and then they'll trance on and find their paws and you're my buddy? Yeah, I'm your buddy. Then they'll just play. <laughs> and a lot of times size does not matter. Like it's it's funny that uh even because I have a I have a great Pyrenees and he is okay. he is very good friends with all the small dogs. Mm-hmm. But he I also have a giant lab who I don't trust not to step on small dogs. So it's <laughs> it's all it's all uh different. You just have to know know your paws. Now down now you're you're located in downtown Cleveland and mm-hmm. you're the only doggy daycare in downtown Cleveland unless I'm I'm mistaken which honestly I mean downtown Cleveland is expanding so quickly with young people with dogs who are busy so it's it's the per- it's it's a little it's a little strange that it took this long to get a doggy daycare downtown and you're like right downtown you're right in the heart of it yeah, well, you also have to consider that downtown Cleveland isn't always what it was. It's been, it's changed a whole lot over the last three to five years, even, you know? So um, I would have been skeptic at some point about <laughs> just jumping into downtown <laughs> myself. But um, I think it's, it's just changed so much and developed so much. I mean, in the last probably like three years alone, we've gained like 15,000 residents and can't build apartments fast enough. So 
I think that I think it's really awesome that it's an awesome service that I felt like always deserved to be downtown. I felt like the pet owners are there, the market is there, and where are their services? So inside of downtown Cleveland, you're right. We are the only ones who do what we do. Even now in the pandemic, how how has the pandemic affected your business? Because I can I can see it going either way because like Zoom meetings are a thing. Like right. it's almost like I'm going to take 40 minutes walk from the warehouse district to your place and back, which is probably all it would take. Uh, maybe a little longer if you're really going the entirety of downtown like that. Um, walk back, make your Zoom meeting and you've gotten outside for the day, your dog is tired and it's out of your, uh, I can see it being a real convenience. It It is, it, well, the convenience factor never went away. It's just the matter of, so for us, we're average during the, especially during like the, the, the thick of it, we were down about 50 to 60% um, daycare attendance down about 99% boarding <laughs> and grooming sustained pretty well. But um, overall being down at 50 to 60% is because of our, our market. We have commuters that come into the city for work and then we have the downtown residents. So at first we had way more commuters than we did downtown residents. And as that kind of started to flip flop it kind of worked in our favor. So we did, you know, the commuters took time off as they're working from home. Some live as far as like 40 miles out um, or just like in the, the outskirts suburbs. And so they um, discontinued attendance. And then you had some who live right downtown who discontinued attendance as well because they're at home and they just figured that they'll keep their, their dogs home with them too. And then you have some who are unsure about the transmission of COVID-19 with their pets being around other people. And, you know, that freaks them, freaks them that way. So we try to do as much as we can to educate. Right. Which I mean, it is the, my instinct to tell people that since we are on a podcast, like Mm -hmm. the, the number, my instincts are to tell people the numbers with pet transmissions are so low. It's not, it's, it's, it's not even worth worrying about. But by my own ethics, I almost have to say I'm I'm not a scientist, and I can't say it's completely risk risk free either. So, I always I, like and everything that we kind of put out and everything we we've, we've talked about. It's always that it's definitely possible. However, you know, like the they're not that the transmission would have to be on a level that's like way higher in order to really make an impact. And as long as we're all careful, you know, it's definitely, if, if any of us were to, to contract it, we're definitely communicating that. And we'd expect the same respect in return from, from them and their households if they were feeling ill or whatever that they would let us know. And then, I mean, we, we put things in place to be able to be their emergency contact, their backup, their, their COVID home, if, if they were to, to fall ill. So um, a lot of them had, had good advantages that way. Oh, that's, that's actually kind of a good service, especially for downtown Cleveland, which, which was kind of hit. Now that, that kind of brings us to one of the points that I wanted to talk about is dog ownership challenges in, in downtown Cleveland. You could probably say it's almost any downtown urban area, but I feel like, I feel like Cleveland has a lot more like dead birds and chicken bones everywhere that, that other major cities don't have. The weekends breed chicken bones. I don't know, especially like on 12. I don't know why, but 
every every Monday we come back, there's chicken bones outside somewhere. Um, <laughs> I think the, the bigger challenge is, I feel like we're it's kind of like a half and half. So you, you could say green space is limited, which it is. Mm-hmm. But we do have spots for green space that 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 are available. You have the um, convention centers, mall B or C, I'm not sure. But you have the mall there. You have the space between the Marriott and the Drury Inn. Um, there's a spot on the corner of East 12th and St. Clair that has like a little like walking track and then some mm-hmm. grass, but nothing fenced in. So that's a drawback um, unless you go down into the flats and then they have Settlers Landing. Oh, and that's a... Uh you know, the only fenced in part there is it's right. ridiculously small. And it's only one, 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 um, area. Yeah. So whether they're big, they're small, they're wild, they're lazy, they're rude. They're not, it's one area. Um, I think that, I think the, so pretty much just not having that outdoor space, that safe zone for them to just be able to burn off some energy. So they're in a, in apartments, small spaces, especially the larger breeds. Um, they're in there you know that that's a drawback for them a challenge and then the accessibility to pet store like things they have to leave outside of downtown to get it because there are no pet stores inside of downtown cleveland uh there's a few around the peripherals and in a future episode we'll yeah we'll we'll talk about them and stuff um but that's true and there's always chewy which you know there's always the mass the mass uh conglomerate uh there's a lot of i mean there's a lot of activity your your puppy that you bring in you're gonna have to deal you're gonna have to deal with like guys yelling gibberish or one time i was walking down east 14th by the by the um okay uh it was like a church and then the uh the uh uh, job services office and I was just like walking I was walking a client's dog and two cops pulled in and across like right in front of me and they said drop the crack pipe you're going to jail um I didn't see the guy who was smoking well oh. I thought they were talking to me they <laughs> they weren't bothered by me I did I didn't see the guy smoking crack which is probably not great on my part like Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I'm like, the, the dog handled it great, but that is that is a downtown Cleveland challenge. <laughs> Walking by the Greyhound station, that's another challenge. I was looking at how run down that building is. I'm like, they have no love for it. Like they're they don't even want to make it appealing or look like a safe area. It's just there. Uh, no, it is it is it is shady and mm-hmm. it is and there, if you're walking through that area, there's all the things on the sidewalks that you got to navigate there. There's yeah. a lot of dog training that goes into having a Cleveland dog. I don't go east of 13th. That's our rule. That is that is fair. I um, I now do you do you walk the dogs outside of the premises? Yes, they um, if they're in daycare, they get three walks a day. And then um, if they're in, if they're boarding, then they get at least five. Interesting. Uh, now, that is interesting. Now, why why do you do the walks? Well, in your mind, what's the, what's the distinction between the walk exercise and the daycare exercise? It's, a, it's, a provide, it's not necessarily exercise. It's to provide them, one, outdoor fresh air. 
Two, an opportunity to relieve themselves. And three, it puts them on a schedule so that they can know what to expect and to so a lot of them, like at first, it was it was really funny. Like they they come in if you get like a new one, they'll come in and they don't know what's going on. They're just you know figuring things out. They'll have an accident, and there's almost like this kind of <laughs> the OGs. Like, what are you doing? We don't potty in here. And then um, you, you'll notice after like a couple of times, and they kind of know. Oh, okay, so you will take me out. I had no idea you were going to take me out. So it, it gives them the opportunity to, to get outdoors and to not totally throw their potty training off. That's uh, that's a really great service. What what are the average ages of the dogs that that you have in in daycare? Majority are two to three and under, but then there are some outliers. You have like a couple of um, eights. We have a fourteen year old. Um, most of them are younger though. I mean that makes. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's how human daycares work. True story. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, I had a question in my mind, and I just and and it just escaped. Uh, I I've I've not known of of daycares to to walk like that. Uh, Is that did you model that off of someplace, or is that just something that that you did? It was, it was the thought that we don't, because we're inside of downtown, so we don't have outdoor space. And then I'm thinking, like, I don't want to force them to have to use it indoors. And then it, it kind of helps everyone. Like, it's, it's less, less cleanup. And I feel like it, it allows their confidence to be a little better versus, like, to have to go indoors. Um, so we have porch potties inside, too, that that drain right to the sewage and up and over. So if they do need to go, we try to steer them there. Um, some of them will never get the porch potty. It's just not their thing. Some of them will overindulge in water just because, and then they'll, they're religious p- potty on the floor dogs. Um, and then there's a good portion that will wait till potty break. I mean, they're every few hours. It's not, we try to, we try to let them out. Like when they first get there, because sometimes they, Either they don't go out before they leave home or they magically have to go when they get there. So we take them out when they first get there. And then the structure breaks are at 10, one and four. That's uh that's really great. And that actually, that actually kind of addresses one of my main issues that I tell clients that I'm training with the, with the daycares is that you are kind of working against, <laughs> you are working against that impulse of like, bathroom time goes outside it's not impossible but you are working against that impulse uh now when you walk this is it's just interesting do you how how do you walk them do you slip leads do you try and do what the what the um owner does just flat leash and buckle so when they come to daycare they take off their personal belongings and they wear martingale collars so Mm. they're they're in group in martingale collars. We started off naked and then now we have the martingales. So then we have our own leashes and it's just easy transitions to on and off. So we have a like one that has like a, a trachea issue. So um so he we we don his harness every time he he goes outside. But that's far far and few in between. Other than that the martingales and then the six inch uh the six, six foot co- uh, leash. Oh that's that's great. The Martin the Martindale collar is um just for those that don't know, it's a uh, it's a it's a regular uh, collar with a little with a little bit of extra slack. So if they if they pull the collar, just tightens a little bit. It's right. it's actually it's a little 
it's it's a lot like the slip lead, where the slip lead is just like a rope. The uh, Martin the Martin tail. I can't talk all of a sudden. Uh, it uh, it's it's got a wider area, so it's it's not like strangling the dog. It's more like a tap on the shoulder, is what I tell people. It's actually safer than the slip leads as well, because the sl- the slip leads don't have any way of really stopping. Where the, the martingales, you adjust it, and it shouldn't be able to go past your adjustment. See, that's uh, that's great, and that's really thought. And it's it's hard for them to slip out of it. Any any issues like right. that? I I really like that you do that. That's really um, that that's really thoughtful. That's like a thoughtful practice. Thank you. Uh, what do you do? What do you do with dogs who who have behavior issues if they're if they're wound up, if they have aggression, um, how, how do you how do you manage that? When you say, so are you saying high energy? Uh, I'll say anxiety. I'll just say behavioral issues that they just they're not quite they're not quite uh, gelling with the rest of the with the rest of the dogs. We haven't had to dismiss very many based on um, behavior there's there's a couple that have become like territorial where they just wanted to like go after other dogs when they entered the play yard. And that was just, it was horrible, horrible behavior. You couldn't, it wasn't always like that. It kind of just turned that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, you, you kind of give, as professionals, we try to take the time to assess what was the trigger? What happened? Is there anything that we can prevent it from happening again? How can we, how how can how can we help? As opposed to up, oh, that's not going to work. <laughs> we just mm-hmm. throw them out. We, we try to work with them, especially being that, like I said, it didn't start that way. So it's not like we're trying to m- make and shape and build this dog that that had never been this way before. We're actually trying to figure out what just went less and how do we bring you back to where you were yesterday. Um, so essentially, we take our take our time, try to assess it, try to put a couple of measures in place if we can see that as a correction. Um, like we have one that loves to like charge the, the gate it, because we have like a two, two gate system from the lobby to the play yard. So in that galley, he, he loved to get in there, but then he became like a different dog once he's in there and he like will start, start trouble. So it's like, okay, so now we know that the galley for whatever reason is a, a trigger for him. So anytime the gates open, we have measures in place where he's either leashed, where he's he's not running anywhere, especially out of the gate, or someone has him. And then um, then it, be, it got beyond that. It's like okay, we were holding him, and then the you know a dog entered one time, and it was like released him, and then he just wanted to dive on him. Like that's not going to work. And then like the corrections weren't working. He's the sweetest dog. It's it's crazy. I was like, I think like the whole facility was hurt that day that we're like, we, you got to get some kind of training or something for his reactivity to figure out, to target what the issue is. Um, because we, we can't, we can't continue to allow him to practice on others before he gets it right again. So, um, and if your dog, it's like, you know, chastised while uh, it's not like chastised probably is, isn't even probably the right word. It's just the situation. They just need to work on this situation. I'm a nice person, but I have road rage. I get <laughs> it's, it's very situational. Right. Right. And that's, it's kind of, you know, everyone's been understanding that like, there's been no one that's really like 
scoffed at like, well, what do you mean? It's like they, they understood, especially because it's not like it's the first time and we're like, oh, we don't know what to do with that. Here you go. And we do put forth the best effort that we can to readjust, to make it work. And if it, if it doesn't, it just doesn't. And again, not at anyone's expense, do you want to cause problems? Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's actually a very similar in <laughs> comedy club terms. I was an usher in a comedy club in, in hilarities and the job of being an usher at a comedy club mm-hmm. and being a doggy daycare attendant are almost the exact same job. If somebody is in there and they're heckling and they're causing trouble, you just, you got to go in, you got to redirect them. Yeah. You got to redirect them. And then if that doesn't work, you got to, you got to get them out of there. Yeah. And if they, if that causes a fight, you got to have, you got to be prepared to call in other people to get them out of there quick. Call them back up. (laughs) Yeah. Worth <laughs> it's uh dogs are very similar to people with a buzz on. They are. <laughs> they are because they don't the the thing is, but at least buzz people say say more. You know, like you can like you probably have some arguing, some crap talking, you know, that leads up to it. They don't have to say a whole lot before <laughs> things <laughs> jump up. <laughs> oh. Uh, this is, uh, this is a lot of fun before we, uh, talk about some dog news stuff. And this is just, so this is the first one. So this is just something we're just kind of playing with just to, just to make it kind of topical and and fun. Yeah. Um, uh, can you tell people how to reach you on, uh, Instagram? Instagram, Twitter, and uh, social media, and websites, and and uh, if if you live in downtown Cleveland or work in downtown Cleveland, and you want your dog worked with, or just to have a day playing with other dogs, like where do they find you? So we keep it pretty simple: pause play, CLE, pause play, short for Cleveland. Cosplay CLE is pretty much all of our handles. So our website is www.pausplaycle.com. On Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and YouTube, you can find us, Pausplay CLE. And uh, we're downtown Cleveland on East 12th Street between Lakeside and St. Clair, right around the corner from the Galleria. That's, uh, that's great. That is really great. Uh, and I'll make sure that all the, uh, all the website, all the links and everything it's, it's in the episode description. If, uh, if you're listening to this on a dog walk, you can always circle back. Uh, you can circle back later. Uh, if you want to make a donation, I'll say, I'll say this now. Uh, if you want to make a donation, we're doing this as, as kind of a fundraiser for neighborhood pets. Uh, it was located in, um, Slavic Village in Collinwood, but with tough times upon us, uh, it's it's helping people from all over Cleveland. It's uh, helping people out with dog food if their if their job was affected. It's helping out with training, uh, vaccinations, uh, claw trims. Like there's mm-hmm. there's all sorts of things that that they're doing, and it's it's helping people out. I I like them a lot. They're they're uh, they're really good people. Uh, That's neighborhood they said, pets, you said. Neighborhood neighborhood pets is the name of the uh, organization. They they've received some grants. There's definitely going to be um, a link to the fundraising page uh, in the uh, in the description. Um, 
And if you if you have a few dollars, chuck it chuck it their way because they're they're really they're really doing a lot right now. They're uh, there's on their Facebook page. There's like they're posting pictures. There's like they're just doing dog food giveaways and like uh, Lake Erie pet food just like dropped off a van full. So it all kind of comes in one door and goes out the other. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's okay. It's okay to be broke and have a dog. There's people there to help. Don't, don't freak out. <laughs> if, if that's, that's why they don't ask me about slogans. Uh, <laughs> they should. <laughs> that's what I keep saying, but yet they, uh, <laughs> they don't. All right. Here we'll we'll start we'll start with this one. Uh, this is this is local dog stories. Maybe maybe at some point we'll edit in like a cute like dog stories like kind of kind of background editing. There'll probably be some like electric guitar that goes in here. Thunder sounds. We'll we'll, we'll just keep it subtle. Uh, a fa- a dog uh, in, in outside of uh, Saint Paul was adopted outside of a rescue agency uh, and it ran away from the people that adopted it and traveled 97 days back to its foster parent. It was a skittish dog and just, and as you would suspect, uh, if the dog took 97 days to get to you, that, that dog is yours. <laughs> That's... That's a that's a miracle. How um how did it say like the distance, like where he was? Uh, where, where, where it went where the adopted family took him to and yeah, let me uh it does say that. It uh it was quite a distance. It's oh my God. it's I mean it wasn't like one continuous uh <laughs> here it says Chan Hansen, which I I don't know where where it's at. Uh 30. Oh, it was also it, during all this. It was also like thirty below, desperate winter. Oh my gosh! Seven. Yeah, months. they've got to keep them. There's no, there's no question about that. Yeah, like I, if <laughs> there you go. Spent th- Yeah, it doesn't give an exact, uh, uh, an exact uh, distance. It just says uh, it's uh, this article is clearly for people in the St. Paul area. It's like it's all the way from Chan Hansen to St. Paul. So. Ooh, if you if you uh, know the distance between that, mm-hmm. you can tweet us. But again, you'd better be living in Cleveland because if you're in St. Paul, and you get we you're going to get found out, and we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna send a virus in your computer. That was your trick. <laughs> yeah, that was, that this. Was, we know you're foreign. <laughs> yeah, we. I'm not. I'm not here to talk about neighborhood pets with people in Saint in Saint Paul. Uh, thank you very much for coming. Uh, if you, if you're interested in doggy daycare, check out Max and Elena's Paws Play. That's P-A-W-S, like a dog or cat's paws, not like paws on a, on a VCR. Exactly. Thank you so much for having me. This is thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, thank you for setting up downtown. Well, uh, I'll definitely try and keep in, uh, keep in touch. And, uh, you know, through, we have a weird summer coming up. So if you, if you need a hand, if you need a hand or help with your dog, reach, reach out. Uh, and thank you to Golden Ox Studio. Jeremy is doing a, uh, 
is doing a great job recording us uh, from the Golden Ox Studios in Tremont, Ohio. Thank you, thank you so much for coming. Uh, this was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, thank you. It was a uh, great meeting you, and it sounds like it sounds like you do great work. I might, thank I might you. bring my dogs and see, let them let them play. You know, it's funny. I was really flattered when you asked me because I'd I'd already. I, and I was able to follow up easily. So I told my best friend, I said, remember that trainer that I told you about that posted that, that video from that doggy daycare and was like, see, this is what I tell my clients about. She's like, yeah. I'm like, he invited me to be on his podcast. I feel like that says a lot. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I, uh, thank you. I, uh, what kind of actually started this podcast? I was talking with a woman at neighborhood pets and she was like, because of all, all the different rescues, and this is a very Cleveland thing, yeah. just have a lot of problems getting along. And the dog world, if you if you really want to like nerd out on dog stuff on the internet, be a pretty toxic place, you know. Things get things get extreme pretty fast. Uh so I seek out people who seem to have common sense. <laughs> There's another another opportunity for me to say, well, thank you. <laughs> oh, no problem. I like we we had a com and that's you actually stuck out to me too, because it's like, well, I, I held a conversation with that person like a like a person. <laughs> that's that stands out in dog world. <laughs> Looked me in the eye and everything. <laughs> Without feeling all creepy and stuff. Yeah. With a, <laughs> <laughs> So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you to Jeremy of Golden Ox Studios. This has been the Dog Walkers Companion for Cleveland people only. If you are not from Cleveland and you have listened this far, how dare you? <laughs> okay, thank you. Hey, kid. What? You want to hear a story? Why not? It's about how awesome uh, these dogs are. Okay. You see? Dogs. Dogs. Dogs are awesome Dogs are awesome